Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, listeners. You have reached the Voices of the Cannabis Wars weekly show where we are determined to bring you the Voices of the Cannabis War right straight from the front lines as uh, we do every week. This show is brought to you by some volunteers who spend their Sunday special mornings just, just to help us get this show and get these voices um, to you. Um, it's also brought to you by CCHI 2016. A special thanks to them. Um, and a special thanks to the volunteers who make the voices of the cannabis war um, louder so more people can hear us. Um, last week's show, we did a, a radio show regarding Christmas. And this year, it's about to be New Year's. So our show this year is um, going to recap 2015 and highlight the past year. Um, we're going to be introducing a new segment to our show. It's called Georgie's Corner. Um, that's a segment um, that's going to be produced by George Monterano himself, a man who spent 33 years of a life sentence for our plant. George Monterano is a very good friend of the other host of this show, Eugene Fisher. And Eugene Fisher spent 25 years of a life sentence in prison. So it's really exciting to see Eugene and his friend on the same show. Good morning, Eugene. Are you there? Good morning, Christian. Good morning, listeners. It's so good to be here on the show and this year-end show, uh, recapping 2015. Uh, it was, a, yeah. a Christian, it was quite a year. Uh, the first thing I'd like to say before we get into other comments, for me it was a great year because I was able to leave the Human Solution uh along with Christian Four and we and uh, Mindy Griffith uh, branched out and started our own organization, VOW, and we started this radio program. And that, was to me, was really a significant thing in my um, third year of uh, freedom. Well, I'm, I'm really excited about the radio show, too, Eugene. And being... Um kind of moving on it it's given us a chance to work with other groups and some amazing things have happened and especially this year um, we all got together down in Oregon and we took Sherry Sicard's letter and the can-do signs and Sherry signs and we had a booth um, down in Portland and we gathered all kinds of letters in fact we gathered letters for one of your friends Billy Deagle and Tony was there and um uh, Miggy was there, and we got a couple hundred letters for Billy. And now, um, the president has pardoned him. So that's one of the that's one of my highlights this year is is that some of our hard work is actually helping our prisoners. So I'm really touched by that. I'm really touched um, about the whole year period. It's been a great year, especially because of quite a bit of our lifers that we've been fighting for for a long time are free this year. So that's that's what excites me is, is it makes me look forward to the, the coming year um and what we got going on there. And for all of our listeners, we got Mindy Griffith. Um she produces the show. She's real sick today, so we won't be hearing her live on the air today, but she will be helping us with the screening of the calls. So um good morning Mindy. I know you can't talk today but um I hope you're feeling better soon. So today we're gonna we've asked a few of our guests from the past shows to come on and try to help us recap this show. However, I will say it is about to be, it's Christmas weekend and a lot of our, our people have family at their homes and or are out of town with their families. So um, what we're going to do is we're just going to go over some things. We're going to go over some news and take some phone calls and 
um, watch the new year come in. Um, we've got some news, a little bit of current news. Um, one thing I want to talk about first and foremost is is Richard DeLisi, who's very proud, actually, of his 28th year. In fact, I talked to him on Sunday, or not Sunday, but on Christmas Day, which was Friday, and um, he called me, and he was saying, you know, I'm 28 years and still going in prison here for this plant. But, um, you know, it's really cool because Sunday, or Friday, which which was Christmas, I went to a um, a vigil that um, – the Seattle Hemp Fest had, and they have every year with the November Coalition, and they get together in front of the King County Courthouse, or not the courthouse, but the the jail in Seattle, and they um, they advocate for people of drug crimes, um, marijuana crimes, and other drug crimes, and they hold signs and stuff. And I came and I brought signs that had faces of our prisoners, and we we held signs. But what's so what's so awesome about it is that last year, uh, Richard Brenner. And Lydia, I, I'm not sure Lydia's last name, but they held a sign for Billy Deacon, or not Billy Deacon, but um, who was it? It was one of your friends, Eugene, um, who just got out this year. Uh, Larry Duke? Was your friend? Larry Duke, yep. They ha- they held a sign there for Larry Duke, and now this year, Larry Duke is a free man. So, you know, I, I believe that the signs that we hold are thoughts that we produced, and I think that those thoughts affect the whole world, and it's a start uh, to get people to know these guys are in prison and to bring awareness to it. And most importantly, you know, I know that the government watches our Facebooks and they see these pictures and they see the stuff that we hold up. And I truly believe it's, it's made an impact um, on, on the whole world by holding these signs. So anyway, after the Christmas vigil, which was a very beautiful vigil, there's about 75 people that showed up. Um, and for two hours, you know, it was all about the prisoners. And after the vigil, I came home, and I had a, um, I had a phone call from Richard DeLisi, okay? And his spirit seemed really well. He seemed really up there. But Richard DeLisi, you know, we've had an ongoing campaign to try to free him. However, the campaign had been kind of been put on the back burner because he has an appeal coming up. And his appeal um, says that, you know, he would be released right now if, he, if they granted it to him. But... Apparently, the 28 years that this man has spent in a Florida state prison is not good enough for for their government because they denied his appeal. So on Christmas Day, I found that out, and it wasn't it wasn't um it kind of it kind of touched me a little bit in the way that we've done so much fighting for this man, and we just got to keep fighting. Um, so stay tuned for more news about Richard Delisi. Hopefully, we'll be launching a campaign soon in order to try to get him commuted by the by Governor Rick Scott in Florida. But um, pay attention, Rick, Chris, Richard DeLisi is going to be free. <laughs> Christian, Christian, I'd like to make a, a, an announcement here, since you're talking about Richard DeLisi. Vow this year, that's our group, will be instrumental in the cases of Richard DeLisi, Tom Gears, and Craig Cecil. Those are three prisoners that we fully support, and you just keep tuned. We're gonna the great things going to be happening towards their release this year. Cool. Well, um, Eugene, I've I've got a couple more things I want to say about Christmas. I just want to say how beautiful it is um, because Stephanie Landa, you know, this year she's and hopefully she'll come on the show a little bit later. But this year she's 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 made it her her vow to 
to raise commissary money for prisoners. Okay, so she raised a couple thousand dollars for the prisoners. And if all the prisoners didn't get help, she said she's going to help the ones that didn't get help this time next time, which is coming soon because she's going to be working on it. Um, the high times, the next high times coming up this month. But she was able to load about two thousand dollars, twenty one hundred, I think, on on prisoners' commissary. So they, a lot of the prisoners were taken care of for Christmas. Not to mention parents for pot. They do a to- toy drive every year, and this year, um, every, like every year, they help some of our prisoners' children and their families. So I want to say, you know, because of parents for pot and because of Stephanie Landa, the the prisoners were taken care of and their families all the way around. And that was just, that's just such a inspiration to me to know that our prisoners, you know, of course they're in need to be free, but they've got they've got the people on the outside supporting them in much more of a way than ever before. So I am so thankful for those two groups for making Christmas for the plant prisoners and their families um, a beautiful one. Uh, Parents for Pop personally helped me in such a way that I will be touched by them forever. And so um, so will my dad's partner, Chris Williams, who I got to visit yesterday um, from behind bars. Um, they helped his son out with Christmas, and it, it, it meant a lot to Chris as well. And I've heard rumors from other prisoners who don't even have kids that were um, touched by what what parents for pot did for the for the families out there. So um, there are good things happening, and that's what I am most thankful for this year is the good things that are happening and the the prisoners that are getting released. Um, you know, Obama just released three more of our plant prisoners. He's 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 granted them clemency. So that I'm I'm thankful for that and for the new year coming up 2016, you know, I'm hoping to see if we a lot more prisoners released. Yeah, they they will be and they are and to me, uh, Christian, uh what you say about uh the the signs we hold up, the vigils we have for our prisoners uh it it all goes out into something like called the ether and that is changes the way things happen i believe that and to me uh billy Deacle's, uh release or his pending release the president is giving him to me was uh, this past year just happened was such an indication of us turning the corner christian that was just beautiful i can't well, i was so Static over that, I can't tell you. Well, Eugene, that took so much effort from a few different groups combined. And we had Voices of the Cannabis for our people, Miggy and Tony and Mindy, and we all stand out there and got letters for them. And also the Human Solution, Becca Becca came out and helped got letters for Billy Deagle many different times. Um, we also had help from um, the Can-Do. Amy, Amy Pova got a... a made for Billy and we we posted it everywhere we could think of everywhere we went and um Sherry Sicard wrote the letter that that we got signed and and they had letters signed all around the nation as well so you know the thing about getting Billy released is I I truly feel that that is a joint effort of everybody coming together so that's that's what I like to see 2016 as people working together regardless of what group they're from or who they work with, if we just all work together, like 
Eugene, maybe we can get more of your friends free and home to their families, you know? It's cool. To yeah, it, it, it's, um, it, it, it's, it's amazing the people that are close to me that I was incarcerated with that are getting released. It's just unbelievably uh, pleasant. It's, it's, it makes me feel so good to be able to say that they're coming out. Uh, people like we've worked to, together with other groups and trying to get get out. Like uh, right. my my co-defendant Randy Lanier, uh, Larry Duke, uh, uh, now Billy Deacon. Uh, they're just they're starting to well, fall Randy, in line. Tony Tony, she's one of our voices of the cannabis war. She was holding a sign for Randy Lanier, not last year's Hemp Fest, but the Hemp Fest before that, and now Randy's free man. So. Um, that's 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 so cool. It's so cool. Um, one more thing I want to mention. We we do have a couple of calls, but one more thing I want to mention, you guys, is here right here in Washington, where marijuana is called legal. We have Lance Glore, and on January seventh, which maybe that change. Hopefully, they will change that date. But on January seventh, he's going to be going to trial for four dispensaries that he co-owned. Well, the other co-owners are testifying against them. Employees are testifying against them because they don't want to go to prison. And by going to trial, you risk you risk getting that deal that they want to make with you. That deal goes off the table when you hit the trial. So he's he's facing 35 years to life right here in Washington. So his the judge has denied all of his motions that would dismiss the case. However, the one thing that is making history in this case is that the federal judge is going to allow a little bit of a medical defense in his case, as long as it doesn't. I've got his court papers here, and as long as it doesn't have um, anything to conflict with some of the other things the judge said he can't use, he will be able to um, put some of his medical defense. So that is basically in history that I've heard the federal government allowing any type of medical conversations, even in the courtroom. So. Um, Lance has a good chance, and I do believe Lance will get a not guilty. All he needs is one person out of 11 jurors to believe that the Schedule One drug law is bad and refuse to convict him. So um, that should happen. It's in a state, in a, in a town where there's tons of dispensaries. So we should be able to stand together in Tacoma, Washington, January 7th, to make sure that Lance stays a free man because we do not need another life prisoner. We do not need to make any more life prisoners. We need to get them out, not put them in. So we have um, a few callers on the line. Um, I'm going to put Dr. David Allen on, on the line first. Um, well, we've got Craig calling in about 9.20, 9.30. After Craig, we've got George. And then at 10 o'clock, what calls we didn't get to before Craig called in, we'll get to right after. So I'm going to put Dr. Allen on. He's been waiting the longest. Good morning, Dr. Allen. Good morning. How are you doing? Good. We're, Good we're just talking about 2015. Good morning. So happy to be on your show this morning. So well, happy Dr. Happy Allen. New Year, and we're glad to have you. We're we're interested, uh, Dr. Allen, in what you might be able to give us insights and what you think was significant. Uh, it was significant that happened in 2015. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> Well, it, it can uh, be your own story, or it can be something about the movement. Just give us, give us something. Okay, um, endocannabinoid signaling system controls metabolism. 
And by controlling metabolism, you control everything in the body. So uh, you can, uh, by CB1 receptors control uh, glucose metabolism, and CB2 receptors control fatty metabolism. And And by changing the number of receptors that you have and the concentration uh, of receptors, you can change what fuel that you burn. And if you burn sugar, it produces a lot of energy real fast, but it also produces a lot of oxygen-free radicals that age the cell, that uh, that uh, it slowly destroys the cell. And so the endocannabinoid sigma system is, was made basically to protect you from the food you eat. So it protects you from these oxygen-free oh. radicals that that you make when you burn burn fuel. And when you burn fat, you produce a lot of energy, but it pr- produces it much slower. And and so the oxygen-free radicals are not produced as fast. And and so fatty metabolism tends to be uh, anti-inflammatory and glucose metabolism tends to be inflammatory because it produces all these oxygen-free radicals. And the reason why bears hibernate is because I believe what they do is they change their cannabinoid receptor concentration, and when food is real plentiful, they burn glucose, and um, as food in the in the fall, when food starts to get lower, um, uh, then they start to burn more fatty reserves, and they switch their metabolism from fat from glucose metabolism to fatty metabolism, and that's what starts the hibernation process. And so, by by changing your cannabinoid receptors you can change your aging process. That's what this all means. And so cannabis is the anti-aging medicine, and by by, uh, manipulation of, of what you burn, you can also cause cell differentiation. So when cells differentiate, when, when you have a stem cell, um, it, it, you can cause it to, to go into, to make a muscle cell or a nerve cell or an intestine cell, depending on the cannabinoid receptor. So this, this new science is going to replace uh, the science that we currently know for medicine. And um, wow. in the future, your doctor is going to have to have a good working knowledge of the endocannabinoid signaling system, or he will not be able to call himself a physician. Wow, that is impressive. Was this? Is this have to be eaten, or can it be smoked? Uh, it 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 doesn't. Uh, it, either way, it just w- whatever way you can consume the cannabinoids. So I'm writing this wow. article on on the evolution of metabolism and the endocannabinoid signaling system. And, wow. Uh, so this is going to change medicine. Wow. Completely. Uh, you know, it's going to change medicine, and hopefully it will help free prisoners too. Um, Dr. Allen, you are, I just want to tell you on our show right now, that you are an inspiration to all of us as 
you know, what, what's happened to you um, regarding the plant and the risks you have taken by getting the knowledge out there and, and, and get, making it, helping make it accessible to patients and having to be, you know, um, put in prison and have your t- home taken from you and everything you've lost in the movement. I just want to tell you that I thank you for everything that you have done for all of us in this year, thank last so year, the year before. It's, it's amazing. You're amazing man, um, Dr. Allen. All right, thank you so much. Cool. Well, is there anything else um, that you want to talk about 2015? How how are you personally doing with your with your cases? Is that um, working out? Or? Yeah, I'm completely through with all the the legal stuff right now. I'm just trying to lick my wounds. Um, my I, my lawyer who filed a 551 million dollar lawsuit. Uh, his name is Michael Crosby uh, out of Gulfport. Uh, took this took my case, and apparently was influenced by the Illuminati or whoever, and he deliberately uh, did not file uh, responses to the court in a timely manner, and the oh. court dis- dismissed my case with prejudice. Uh, oh. So I don't know what caused this man, who had a five hundred fifty-one million dollar lawsuit, to. Uh, forget to file stuff in a timely manner. He he told me once that he was a professional and he never missed filing deadlines. And so the only re- explanation I can have for this is is uh, somebody um, down there got to him and either threatened him or bribed him. Wow. So don't hire Michael Crosby. Okay. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Dr. Allen, well, um, we've we've got a, a packed show today, but I wanted to make sure your voice got heard. It's so it's so good to hear from you. Um, is there right, anything thank else you, you want? Much, to thank you, Dr. Allen. Um, we love you. I'm so proud of you guys for what you're doing uh, because a prison, uh, what they try to do, they demoralize you and they try to remove all hope from you, and they try to prevent you from communicating with the outside world. So they so they uh, they restrict mail, they restrict phone calls, uh, they record your phone calls. There's a lot of intimidation because communication with the outside world leads to to freedom. And so right. police the police want want everybody in the in the prison so they can make that money and keep their jobs. Uh, I I, well, I saw prison I saw guards tell prisoners that were leaving. Well, I hope you come back next year because I need my job. And so, this year, the Voices of the Cannabis War, we want to have a change. We want to affect Congress. So, um, your voice is very important. All of us are, and we're all going to get the voices together and try to make an impact on Congress and try to try to deschedule the plant. That's the ultimate goal. So. Hopefully that'll that'll happen in 2016. So, I'm so proud of you well, guys. Thank, well, thank we're you. proud of you too, Dr. Allen. Um, thank you for calling in. We appreciate it. All right, God bless. All right, bye bye. Um, next line, next next caller we're going to go to is Dee Dee Kirkwood. Dee Dee Kirkwood is a huge advocate for our prisoners. Um, we're going to talk to her for about five minutes while we wait for Craig to call in. 
Um, and if DDF Craig calls in um, while we're talking to you, we're going to put you on hold and finish up right after he's done. But um, Dee Dee is a huge advocate for our prisoners. In fact, she was she was writing one of our prisoners who's free now. So let's talk to Dee Dee and find out what the highlights she thinks of 2015 were. Good morning, Dee Dee. Good morning. Thank you for everything you do. Of thank, course, you. thank you. Thank <laughs> you. So 2015 so, uh, was a better year than 2014. Well, 2015 for me... I feel like I started um, kind of hooking in with prisoners, and this year it just kind of took off because I saw that each letter I wrote meant so much to these prisoners, and I I just can't write enough. And the and the responses that I get are just even if I send a little card or a little note, they're just like, oh my gosh, it means so much. So I just can't write enough because I see what each letter does, and I just have to keep my emotions in check, which is so hard because my husband just wants me to be happy, and here in my own little private world, it's just like, oh, my God, (laughs) this is what's happening. (laughs) So that is what I have learned in 2015, that if I want to continue this journey of doing everything in my power to make a change because it's really just unbearable that this exists. I have to just be okay myself, and I can't go down any road that would destroy myself while I continue everything I can to support the prisoners and make a change in the laws and just all of it. So I would say keeping myself in balance is the main thing that I've learned in, in this past year. Nice, nice. Well, we want to thank you, Dee Dee, uh, for everything you do and who you are. It does mean something, and it's very significant. I can tell you, I do think I saw this past year as an indicator, a harbinger of of what what's happening. We are turning the corner on this war mm. against against uh, cannabis. We are turning the corner, and we're seeing yes. prisoners released. Guys I've done time with uh, that I love very much are getting out. Mm-hmm. We've gotten out this past year, so things are happening. So I'm Ir- so happy Didi, to hear that. Yes. Um, you, one of your pin pals, Irma, is a free free woman this year. Yes. Um, how does that feel to know that you you were a pin pal with her and you helped her get through the hardest times of her life by by sending her letters of encouragement, and now she's a free woman and you helped her time be just a little bit better behind bars while she was there. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's really it's really unbelievable the the power in seeing these uh, human beings get free. Um, it just shows that it's so possible. And one by one, how how more are are getting free? It it just uh, gives me more energy and just like wow, Irma, who who I prayed for, is now out. It just shows that it's possible. So it makes yeah. me feel like it just, I mean, it's almost like not fair that I would feel so good, but it's that circle of like helping and then having it come back in a heartfelt way that it fills me up to know she's free. And when I see her on Facebook just out in her life and making her jewelry, it's just like I'm going, wow, incredible. <laughs> it's really, you know. And George, especially that George Majorano is free, I mean, I just tried to carry thought word deed around every second in case 
thoughts would create a reality and that he got freed, I'm still on that high. I still can't believe that, that he's free. So with all these people, um, I take it very personally. And I'm working now for um, Michael Thompson and just hope that that will have a similar effect. But um, it really personally affects me, you know, both positively and then the, the, the you know, tragedy of trying to carry it in my heart with it not being successful yet for these other prisoners. So I would say about Irma, I just am over the moon. It just really lifts my spirits to know that she is out with her family in Cree. Dee Dee, listen to uh listen to the program today when George comes on after uh, Craig Cecil at a quarter yeah. two. Uh he's gonna he did a poem uh for the show a poem he's going to write about he wrote about his daughter and their being together, and I, um, it'll it'll, yes. it'll just it'll really really tug at your heart. Unbelievable! Yeah, he said he hadn't <laughs> been with her since she was four years old. <laughs> now she's like in her thirties for this Christmas. Yeah, that's unbelievable. Yep. Yeah, so heartwarming. <laughs> okay. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that that's it. I, I thank you guys, and I just hope the next year is going to be just full of wonderful surprises, just one after the other. That's what hey, I pray well, for. And stay with us and stay with the movement, Dee Dee. You're yes. you're yes. an yes. essential part of it all. Oh, good. Well, we are a team, that's for sure. Like Kristen said, everybody working together is really powerful, and that's where we're headed. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Sure, for sure. Well, thank you, okay. Dee. Yes, Have thank you. I love you guys. Love everybody. Thank you. Okay. Love you thank you. Thanks. Later. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. You guys, that was Dee Dee Kirkwood, a huge advocate for our prisoners. Um, she does some amazing things down in Southern California. So um, thank you, Dee Dee. We love you with a passion, and we thank you for coming on and sharing your voice and being a voice for those people who just doesn't don't have one this year. Um, yeah, I, uh, Christian, I met her at a at a party when for her house sale. A house had been in her family for generations. When I was on, in uh, in Craig California, and I got to answer Craig's call. So tell the listeners about it, okay? I'll be right back. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I'm just making. I just wanted to relate that story. She's such a big personality, so wonderful. Uh, the love uh, she had and everything came out, and uh, it was it was one of my the high points of my visit to California. So I, I want to thank Dee Dee for that and for who she is. Uh, she told me personal stories about her family and her own life, and it was it was oh, really oh. wonderful. Good morning, Craig. Hello. <laughs> How are you doing this morning? Good, good. It's uh, it's a good pretty morning, mood around here. Morning, Gene. I think you know what it's like uh, after, pres- yeah. after Christmas, and yeah. it's cold and rainy outside, so everybody's stuck in the housing unit. And yeah, yeah. Guys, here Craig, guys good. who've Everybody. been incarcerated uh, keep, always tell me the same story that I feel that you just related. We try to eliminate the thoughts of these holidays from us because we get so gloomy and depressed. So that's the thing. You just try to keep yourself busy. Try to do things so you don't think about, you know, the family you're missing or the gatherings you're missing, or you know, just just uh, being around your the people close to you that you're missing. 
But here you can see every table down down in the day room is full of people playing cards or making food together, but just groups of people engaging in all kinds of things just to try to be busy at something. Yeah. Greg, I just wanted to tell you, we, 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 we said this and we believe this. This year, this year, you, uh, Tom Gears, and Richard DeLisi, we're gonna we're gonna do something significant to help you get out of prison this year. That's a promise from us. Thank you, thank you. Um, Craig, hey. this year, um, you know, it's it's the last show of the year, 2015. So we've had. Oh, I, I want to tell you too. Yesterday, I went to a vigil at the um, King County Jail, and I had I got I got people signs out there in the streets of Seattle. Which I will, I will end up getting. This call is from a federal prison. I just gotta find some time, but I, I will get, I will hopefully get them to you soon. But I just want to that you completely thought about um, in Seattle yesterday, um, or not yesterday, but on Christmas Day, which was the day before yesterday. Um, but now, now we're doing a show. It's the last show of the year, and we're talking about the um, the good things that happened this year, or anything that happened this year. We're recapping 2015. So is there anything about 2015 you would like our listeners to know or what what did 2015 mean to Craig Cecil? Well, to me it meant hope because I have more hope now, especially going into 2016, than I've had since my arrest back in 2002. And that uh-huh. hope comes from you people. Just uh, if you notice, even in the political campaigns, it's become an issue to push the candidates to say, what are you going to do about our uh, federal sentencing reform, about our federal prison reform? But everybody's starting to realize that there is something wrong. And I'll bet when you were in front of that jail holding up the signs about people in prison for life, that's what I, w- I would have to imagine that that's what people reacted to, especially in a state where recreational marijuana is legal. But to... You're shining a light on us that people are aware that there is people in prison serving life without the possibility of parole for marijuana. The same sentence that mass murderers get, you know, short of the death penalty. But there's many of them in here for murder with the same sentence. What's crazy, Craig, Craig, is that, um, you know, marijuana is legal in like 20-something states and murder isn't. That's true, that's true. And from here I can see a person who just got his his parole date to go home in July, and he shot and killed two marshals. But yet I won't I won't even be eligible for parole. I'll I'll have to stay here forever. But that person will be, you know, he'll be released from prison in July. Wow. There's something but you people are are at least when when you were out in the street with the uh, life for pot signs. You're making the public aware that we're here, and, and that's where the difference is coming from. You okay. see, there's a number. A few of those signs that we've held for some of our prisoners are actually getting freed now, um, and I have full hope that you know you are in that clemency application has been approved by the clemency clemency project. So we've gathered a lot of letters for you across the whole nation, and I'm hoping that the president reviews your case and sees all the letters of all the people that want you free and let you out this year. 
Well, thank you, thank you, because that makes such a such a difference. As you know, the pardon attorney's office is a it's a political arm of our government. Unfortunately, it's run by prosecutors, but they're still going to bend to bad press against the president. They're going to bend to uh, to the squeaky wheel, to the people that scream the loudest. And, and you're doing that screaming for me along with so many other people. And I can't be more thankful. That puts me in really in a special position in the pardon attorney's office. I, I do appreciate that. Cool. Well, that's what we're doing it for, is so that is so that you can get, so that the president will see, you know, why does this guy have a stack of all these letters but nobody else does? So that they'll see your stack and um, give you your freedom back. I I can only <laughs> hope, but the, the, those letters that continue to come in make all the difference. It, it makes them notice that file over the the nearly 20,000 files that are also in there. It, oh it definitely God. will help make... It'll make mine stand out, you know. Well, it worked for Billy Beekle. It definitely did, and Charles Cundiff. Cundiff. And, yep. And, what and two the, other uh, yes, marijuana fact, people that got out. I'm going to read a letter. Um, in fact, I'm going to read that right now from Chad Lantham. He wrote this letter to President Obama, and this is one of the men that got free. He said, Dear Mr. President, I have given you have given me without a doubt the greatest gift a person can to another. My family and I will be reunited this coming Tuesday, which is about two years sooner than I expected. I'm really looking forward to the ride home, where I'll be able to lay my head on my son's shoulder and hold my sister's hand. Most of the people in this prison camp have told me that it was really nice to see the president do something good for someone who deserves it so much. I'm a very hard time believing that I deserve anything much more than anybody else does in this place. But I do know that I feel the weight of my responsibility to not tarnish this process for others that may proceed in the future and do endeavors. Sincerely, Chad Lampton. Now, that's a prisoner that uh, Mindy Griffith does a lot of advocating for. So he is one of the three marijuana prisoners that got pardoned. That's true. That's true. And if, if I remember right, he's from Spokane. He's up from up your way. Yeah, he's from he's from our, our area up here. He's been That's in for fantastic. about he's been in for about fifteen years so far. That and that that's too long for any drug, let alone marijuana. But of the ninety five commutations, seventy eight of them were for crack cocaine. You know, trying to catch people up to a change they made in the crack laws that didn't benefit a lot of people in the prison. They're trying to remedy that. But four of them actually were uh, because it was Mr. Betts who was also pardoned, uh, or co- he had his sentence commuted uh, from a marijuana charge. He's somebody oh. that I knew from another prison, a, a very old man that it was uh, very much an act of mercy for him. Wow. Well, that's cool. Um, right after your show, right after your your segment of our show. Um, we've got George Monterano, who served 33 years for our plant, who was just released this year. He's going to be doing a regular segment, and he's going to tell our listeners he wrote a poem about um, being with his daughter for the first time in 33 years. So um, we've got a good show planned for today. Fantastic. After you leave. And I'm... You what? And you know, hey, Gene. Hello. Hello, Gene. Hello, Craig. Well, I'm, 
Yes, sir. But I'm really excited about people like George that do reach back, people like uh, Gene that do reach back. And remember that there's so many people in prison that, you know, that, that there's something wrong with the way they were prosecuted, the way they were sentenced, the way that just the system failed them, the way that their lawyers failed them. There's so, the, granted, there's people that, that need to be here that, that should be in prison. But there's so many that the sentence just doesn't fit the crime. The uh, conviction doesn't fit their actions. There's so many problems that we have to rely on people like like Gene that are, are working on my case, on, on things that should have been done 14 years ago. And it's that reaching back by, by these uh, prisoners that have left here that, you know, is really making all the difference. And uh, like I say, just making the other people aware that there is people wrongly convicted, that than you out in the street on Christmas so that people know that there's people in prison for life for marijuana. That that oh, makes God. a great difference. Well, Craig, two thousand sixteen is gonna hold the key to the future. I swear it is. It's gonna it's gonna I mean two thousand fifteen started started the um the vehicle and now we have to run the vehicle through two thousand sixteen and hopefully um we'll have a lot more releases than we did this year this this year was so amazing because i don't know there's about five to ten prisoners we should count how many lifers were released but we had a few lifers get released this year so. yes there was a bunch of them against uh i think there's right at six thousand lifers in the federal system but as you say you know amongst that 95 i didn't count them that there was a lot of lifers in there and the last batch was 46 prisoners there, um, I would say almost a third of them were lifers. So the, uh, the president and the pardon committee really is looking at us, us lifers that we're in prison for crimes where there's no victim. Right. They can't point to anybody that was in my case was somehow hurt, somehow injured by the marijuana. Right. Well, we know you pretty well, Craig. We know you would never hurt anybody. Nope, nope, that I I, I don't do. (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll say this, uh, Craig, for for the listeners and for you. I've reviewed your case now, and not only have we started a friendship through the radio, uh, but I've reviewed your case, and it's an atrocity. It's an atrocity what they did to you. It really is, and it's... It, it can't go on. It can't go on. We've we've got to read it, get you out of prison. We will. It's in the trust. Thank you, because, and you can understand how this call is from a federal prison. To try to fight your case from prison, you just don't have access to so many things, you know. And anymore, you send a letter to people. People don't even look at snail mail much anymore. <laughs> And it's hard to people to, you know, when you make requests, it's hard to get people, you know, to give you record requests and all that through the mail. That These things are just ignored if they're coming from a prisoner or a prisoner. And just our access to the court back in 1996, they were uh, adding nearly 13,000 new prisoners a year to the federal prison. So the... And a lot of these convictions were, were really sloppy and, you know, had a bunch of errors in them. So, so many inmates were trying to fight to uh, fix what was wrong in their prosecution, and the courts were overwhelmed, and they passed 
uh, a couple of laws in 1996 that made it so prisoners can no longer go back to court to fight their case. And that just has locked so many people in the prison really without any remedy. And that's what we're hoping that the president can fix. And I fall into that category where it's really difficult for me from here to try to rectify what's wrong in my case. And that's why your help is so valuable to me. Thank you so, so much. I'm afraid. I do the best I can for you. Um, we all do. Um, so is there anything um, about 2016 that you want our people to know um, that are free, that, that spend every day not in prison? Well, my my request to them, to, to George and the others, is to to stay in the fight, to uh, work with you and with so many others to shine a light on people in the prison and the the laws, up, uh, the individual cases that may be messed up, the you know just the mistakes that have ended up people in prison. And these are mistakes by by our government, by our courts, by our lawyers. But those people, it, I, I just ask them to stay directed, to stay, um, you know, with with us in mind to. Don't forget us back here in the prison that, you know, we are anxious for their help and we truly do need their help. We, we. Well, I'm going to relay your message for sure, Craig. Um, I hear the beep and that means that Craig's 15 minutes of speaking to the free world is over with now. He has to go back and live his life as a as a prisoner. But I want to do. I do want to say thank you to everybody, and uh, thank you for all the help you've given me, and especially thank you for all the hope you're giving me. Uh, please stay in the fight. Uh, I just can't thank everybody enough. That that is my. Well, listeners, that was Craig Cecil cut off by the federal government's phone system after 15 minutes. Um, that is what a prisoner gets to speak to. The outside world, a couple about 300 minutes a month. So it's, I'm really grateful that Craig is able to come onto our show and spend the um, 15 minutes, 15 minutes, 30, 45. That's one. That's 60 minutes of his 300 minutes he gets. He shares trying to get his voice heard into the rest of the world. Um, and I just want everybody to realize that Craig risks going on lockdown to be able to call into our show to get his voice heard. So. His voice is just not important for himself, but it's also a voice for all the other prisoners who um, don't call into our show. So as Craig serves his life sentence and has been in there for 13 years, I want everybody to remember um, 2015 as a start to the future and 2016 coming in, and we want Craig free. We don't. We want him to be able to freely call into our show. We want to give him a whole two hours to talk to us, not just 15 minutes. Um but next, I just want to tell what what we're moving on in this um, in the show. Uh, we've got a lot coming up. We've got Stacy Tice on the line, and we're going to join her um, in about 15 minutes. Um, Stacy Tice is a miracle to our movement, and we've also got Chuck Mulan who wants to talk. And but first, um, we've got George Monterano, the hero that we've all been looking forward to hearing from today. This is going to be his very first. Um, segment on our show and it's going to be called Georgie's Corner and you can check out George Monterano at about 9.45 every single Sunday morning on this show. We're real excited to hear from him. Without further ado, 
Good morning, George. This is me. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, all. <laughs> how was the how how was the D How was what? How are the and the and the T A T E? No, not we. The we are all good. Thank you for asking. Okay. Okay. Um, well, okay. Wanna... Merry Christmas. George, I understand you wrote a poem. Can we hear it? Yes. Uh, you know, uh, when you get out of prison, it's a sad thing in America, in America basically. Uh, a large percent of us uh, only have the shirts on our back and the little cardboard box, and that's how we're supposed to start our life around. And uh, But I wanted something special uh, for my daughter Christmas morning. And, uh, you know, from uh, the loneliness of prison, I evolved into a poet, as many, as many know and many may not know. So uh, when she woke, uh, I let her take her time, and then uh, this is what I read. Poems title Francesca, that's her name. Birds do fly, streams run, then dry, but a father's love climbs mountain high. Francesca, tis her name, child to woman. She's my, my, my. Such eyes and smile can't get enough. Why, why, why? Francesca, they took you away, years and want, tears and bunk. Her voice was all I had. Her letters was the night. Daughter, daughter, lovely this Christmas morn. Early I work, early I woke. The gift you see, twas my daughter asleep by the Christmas tree. Thank you for listening to that. Thank you, George. Oh, it's George. It's to her heart. Yes, and uh, I'm a little choked up every time I read, I read it. I read it to her. And, uh, you know, that's what, they, that's what they do to us, ladies and gentlemen. They, they strip us everything right down to the core. It's like uh, you're free, but actually you're climbing out of the grave, and you have to uh, struggle and you get to the edge of the grave, and you have to lift and lift yourself. Then you're finally out, and basically your mind and body and soul are muddy. And now you have to cleanse yourself again and again and again, and that's what it's been each day. And uh, one one thing that I have to I have to express uh, to the world and. Uh, those prisoners, I pray that are fortunate to come out. You must have patience. You must have patience because, you know, you just you just so much. You're overwhelmed. You get around family, a bunch of family, around holidays, and you're just not used to it. So it's actually a fight. It's an effort. It's an effort not to uh, go find a little park to sit in and be on your own and. And that's what they do to you. You actually want to uh, go find your free cell and still lock yourself in, basically, because you're just you're just you're trying to humanize yourself again. And that's what it's been for me. I don't know about you, Gene. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, George. I uh, 
I hear you, and I feel you. I I, uh, I get my own condominium, my own automobile. Uh, those are three, three, two of the highlights of my three years free. Uh, like you say, instead of a cell, now I got 1,800 feet or whatever it is, 1,600, I think it is. It's mine. You know, I'm free. I can get outside. I can see the birds. I can see the trees. George, yeah, I feel right, you. Right, right. Well, yeah. as many know, Gene, and as many know, you know, I don't sleep indoors. And uh, and I had one of my sisters whisper in my ear uh, during the holiday meal. And she said her friends uh, wanted to know, how long are you going to sleep outdoors? And I looked her in the eye and I said, I just don't know. I just don't know. I just, I don't know how to sleep inside. Uh, you know, I want to be able to, uh, in the middle of the night, wherever I'm at, just get up and walk somewhere. And that's what they did to me. Some years of being slammed in cells across America. Uh, so many institutions, I forgot how many I've been in. And, uh, and I couldn't, I honestly couldn't answer her. So, uh, you know, like I said, it's effects. It's, a, you know, Three decades, uh, over three decades in, in cage, and uh, and this is what they did to me. See? Hey, George, uh, uh, I, I got a personal question that I want you to answer for our listeners. Could you describe your Christmas and the people that you were with, the family you were with, and the meal, and give us a description? Oh, oh well, that's yeah. After thirty-three years it. of incarceration, what what was that like? Well, uh, basically, and Gene knows, I didn't, I didn't pay much to the, to the chow hall the last 15 years. I actually shut it off. I made soup every day out of the same bowl for 15 years. So I didn't, I didn't pay attention to the, the, the holiday meals in the chow hall because, you know, over the, uh, I say the last 20 years, the meals declined. So, but home, uh, they start preparing, uh, they start preparing in the morning. And they start just cooking and cooking and cooking. And then when you sit down to dinner, just, uh, we actually had three tables in the house full of people. And the food, uh, they took pictures of it and they put it on. And the food is just there. They're there. And, uh, you know, what basically, there's so much food now in my life that I, I thought I would get out of prison and not eat once a day because that's all I ate was once a day. But here I am out of prison. Eating once a day because there's so much food. So I, I'm still at the same situation where I eat once a day. And when I eat good that, meals there's, now. <laughs> there's so there's so many and the and the, the, the my nephew's a chef, my nephew Robert, he's actually a top chef. And uh it's just it's just unbelievable. And but you know what I like more? The leftovers. <laughs> there's always uh, you can get two, three days of leftovers. <laughs> so uh, you know, it's just it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. But I have a, you know, uh, Gene. I hate to tell you, we lost Oscar. Oh lost God! Oscar. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, it's, no, uh, Oscar no, no, is a friend of ours for 25 years. He's Oscar Schwartz. Irving Schwartz was his name. Uh, he did 25 years, and I I found out I found out Christmas Day. So uh, that uh, that made me uh, made me like move away from the the loving family crowd, and I just you know once found uh, 
a little quiet spot and said a prayer for Asa because she was a man and Gene well knows it. Gene never complained, nor I. And Oscar was one of them. You know, was a, you know, you know, people are put in prison, and uh, and it's basically, you know, it's called the fourth world. So everyone, a characteristics comes out, and Gene never complained, and Oscar was a man that never complained, but he's gone. He's gone. Well, rest in peace, so, Oscar. Rest yes, in peace yes, to Oscar. yes. I'm going to add yes. him to our list. When I when I do we at the end of the show I do a closing for other people that we know of that's passed away so I'll, right, I'll say right. a special yeah. rest in peace to your I, friend Oscar. yeah I have a little saying a little a little joyful phrase that he went to the F, FCI in the sky FCI <laughs> in the sky Aww. FCI in the sky okay Aww. nobody so, should have well, Listeners, uh, that was George, and we had a special treat. He read a poem to his daughter, a beautiful poem with so much feeling in it. Uh, and he's going to George is going to be on regularly. He's uh, he's going to grace us with his presence after after uh, Craig Cecil. Uh, these are two men uh, in the trenches. Two men. That I love. We did. I did time with one, and the other one, I become a close personal friend. And I can't speak so highly, highly enough about George, George Monterano. But he'll be on every week now, and bring us some of his wisdom and some of his beauty of his writings and sayings. So okay, I so I appreciate it. Thank you. I can. I appreciate letting me express myself because uh, that's one thing I'm good at. <laughs> <laughs> So, so George, I have a question for, before we before we close this out. Um, our, the topic of today's show is um, accomplishments. We're recapping 2015, um, and I know the, if you we ask you, you know, what what happened in 2015, that would be your your release. Um, is there anything that you want to mention about 2015 or 2016? Well, let's let's hope that uh, the commitment that the White House made of the 60,000 prisoners. Uh, comes to light. Now, he should have let many more out this holiday, this Christmas holiday. Yeah. I mean, he I, hasn't gotten that near the uh, the percent of numbers of the 60,000. And, and then we should go further. Parole has to come back. So that's my, uh, I'm going to do all I can in 2016 to speak about that. You know, you just, you just, you have to make the change now. I pray that this White House administration does. And then, you know, what happens is when the new administration comes in, you know what happens. Prisoners go to the bottom of the totem pole. So yeah. I just, I just hope 2016, the big change comes, ladies and gentlemen. Well, George, we, we want to, as a group, we want to be able to take the voices, all the voices of the cannabis war, everybody who's who's been affected by the Schedule One drug law, and we want to be able to use our voices to affect Congress. So we want to be able to deschedule the plant so that um, nobody has to go to prison or sit in a federal penitentiary for the rest of their lives anymore. So hopefully 2016 we can end the war and um, our people can come home. Well, it's home. people like you, you know, the people like you that are at least trying to make a difference. Let's hope it grows and grows. For sure, for sure. Right. 
Well, in the meantime, we have you as a hero that we can all look up to, George. Um, we we look up to you. We look up to Eugene, and we we appreciate every single year you served in prison for our plant. That's not going unnoticed. We every year meant a lot to our whole nation, and I want to thank you for being a hero to all of us. I thank you too. Okay. We'll we'll talk later, George. That's uh, okay, that's George Martirano. Thank you again. All right, George thank you Martirano. all. Thank you, George. For our listeners, that was George Monterano, our hero, our inspiration. Um, he's a voice from the other side that is free, so he can help us all understand, you know, why the rest of them need to be free as well. Um, the next person we're going to have come on the show, her name is Stacy Price. Stacy, for our listeners who don't know, Stacy drives um, a big green bus around the whole entire nation, and she tries to end the war. Um, the reason why is because her uncle was shot down by the federal government 21 years ago. Um, and so Stacy has a lot of compassion for our prisoners, a lot of compassion for the defendants who are facing time in prison, and she does a lot from the front line to end the war in her big green bus, and we love the big green cannabis um, that she so um, gives all of her time and her energy to. Good morning, Stacy. We love you. Stacy, are you there? <laughs> Good morning. Uh-oh. I no, had you guys are. muted. I was talking all muted. Thank you for all the nice things you want to say about me, Kristen. <laughs> Stacy, you're like you are seriously. I, you're like my idol. There's a few women out there that I really look up to, and I, I believe in you. And you're one of the. You are seriously like an idol to me. So, well, I know if you think I'm You I'm all good. don't even under Kristen you so much. Like you don't even understand <laughs> that I do everything. Like you all give me the energy and the love and the stories and the power to continue even, you know, when things are <laughs> not good and discouraging and stuff. And, um, oh, I'm so happy that you invited me on so I could hear everybody because um, that's you hear so exciting. I don't know if, yes, and I don't know if you've, like, a lot of what I'm feeling and a lot of what I been posting lately is like woohoo love wins like even though I've been going through my challenges and finally we're getting the bus fixed as we speak um my brother-in-law's got his head in the in the bus as we're talking but um oh it's so great you know love wins is like what I've been cheerleading I'm so excited about 2016 because 2015 has had, like, oh, but, like, our prisoners that have got out to see them, like, how selfless is it? They just are getting free, and they're with their families, (laughs) and so much love. They're out there talking for other prisoners and spending time helping us do this even more, and they're just, like, no looking back, and, you know, I I know so many others, and especially Ashley and myself. Like, oh, did you hear uh, about Richard, Stacy? Yeah, last did you hear- last year this time we were recovering from the journey for justice to Florida for Richard Delisi, who has no business spending ninety nine years in prison. 
And, you know, with the hope that 20-some years had been enough by now to reunite him with his daughter, who has... 28 now. And they denied his appeal. It's 28 years now, and they just denied his appeal. Like, he had an appeal going on, and they just denied it this was last week. So that just happened. We'll see. And these are the things. So, you know, it's very hard. When we went down there, it was because the judge was going to make a ruling on whether he had enough time served. And nobody in their right mind with everything going on would have thought that the judge wouldn't have set Richard free. And after Ashley just, you know, losing her mom and then her brother, oh, this is such hope and sunshine that she was going to be able to, you know, good chances of being reunited with her dad after them being torn apart when she was only three, the same age as my baby cousin was when they killed my uncle. And... You know, she got the house prepared, bought him a puppy, did all these things. A car. And, bought him a car. Oh, yeah. And, but got him a car. I mean, she was working her little butt off, but she was so happy and cheerful and excited. And so much life had come into her with all this hope. So we had done the journey for justice, and it was um, actually um, this time last year that we found out that her dad that the judge denied his release. And life, the bus breaking down at Ashley's, um, thank God, um, <laughs> had us all together last Christmas when none of us really cared about spending, you know, like celebrating too much for Christmas. Um, we were all together, and that was a lot of magic. And But the month from last Christmas, um to um, April were very challenging, not only for me, but they were challenging for Ashley. And life put us back together um, in order to make the journey for justice, you know, talked her and so like getting away from her house and sadness and taking a break and coming to the High Times Cup and the Denver 420 experience on the cannabis and be around all that love energy, and then she goes home with a whole new spirit, and now Richard's about to be a granddad in March. And so that was a lot of magic. You know, that's why I keep saying love wins, because even though the dumb judge didn't let Richard out and caused all that devastation, you know, that all that, you know, all that spirit of devastation, well, it doesn't matter. We're getting our people free, and God has our back. And oh, Ashley was gifted with the spirit of the, you know, her new son that's about to come into the world in March. So it's giving it's given her more power and energy to help get her dad out of prison, and and more things to talk to the governor and judge about. And I'm very excited that. Everything that we're doing and, oh, the magic that Kristen, you make and Mindy and everyone just in your efforts and showing people how beautiful it is to help people. And then, oh, even though it wears us all out, that it does work. And all this love magic that we are investing 
our energies into to free our people and our plants work. And and like Mama Nature and everything has our back in this and that, that it is happening. And it's so exciting. Like the more and more I feel like, woohoo, we're winning. 2016 is going to be better than ever. And, and more ways that we want them than anybody else. I keep feeling that. And then when, oh, our prisoners get out of prison and you see all the magic and, oh, like Georgia's poetry and everybody's getting to know even more that our people do not belong in prison. They are these beautiful, magic people. Why are they in prison? <laughs> Let them out. Like, they need to be touching the world. I mean, George has been out how long? And I know he's already, you know, brought so much happiness and hope in my life alone, you know, just by right. his energy. And Jeff, hey, he's been out and, <laughs> oh, you <laughs> yeah, Jeff. He, was on, he was on the show last. He was on the show last week. He's so happy and cheerful. Well, and I know he's happy others. to be free, but he has no idea what his energy is providing to oh, all of right. us. Like, I know he met like Jack the that's traveling and getting petitions signed to end prohibition. And oh, I know through traveling when you meet all you beautiful people you know, that share this passion and that are putting so much energy and reminding that we're not totally crazy by thinking we can do something about this madness. It's so much magic. I love that we're doing all this together. And I'm just very happy. I'm very happy of this whole show that I've been listening to, even though um, just like I think it was um, Mindy that or DD that came on and said, you know, yeah, we'd be all happy, but oh, sometimes our guts are ripping apart and our heart is ripped <laughs> apart, knowing all this truth. But then on the other side, seeing the shockwaves of getting the truth out there is magic. And I just am very thankful to like everyone listening, everybody that's been calling in, you all are keeping the show together, the clemency letters that everybody has signed, like just, oh, I'm so thankful and grateful that there's so much love magic happening and everyone, you know, it's so powerful, the people that are not giving up and then continuing doing this. We're just so powerful and amazing, like superheroes, you know. And thank, thank you. What's you. going That's... on with the cannabis? Um, the cannabis is getting fixed right now. And um, she's, getting, like, she's getting totally redone. So we don't have, you know, we've had the repairs that we can afford to get us to the next place, the next you know, again and again, but now my brother-in-law is on the job, and we're getting her, you know, ready for 2016, and um, so that's what's happening, and um, my, the goal and, um, and desire, we have a, a plant prisoner here in Florence, Arizona, Scott Walt, that, Mm -hmm. um, is getting out, he's getting released, he's done spending his life sentence on um, January 20th, 
And wow. um, yeah, and I don't know if you remember him, um, Chris Martin, and um, he's now he was a beautiful caregiver that helped a lot of people. He's now in prison for plants. But originally, he he had written a letter to Scott Walsh that helped um, stir a lot of advocacy for Scott because he had been, he was like on year 23 or 22 of his prison sentence. And when Chris, when he got, when Chris got a letter back to him, he was like, thank you for the letter and stuff, but why now? And it was like the saddest letter, like nobody had written him. No visitors after five years. Like, it was the saddest letter, and it had so much worry that he had about getting out. Like, he was scared. This man, instead of being excited about getting out of prison after 25 years, he was scared to death. And um, since then, he had to go fund me. Um, POW 420 advocates for him a lot. And... Just sharing his GoFundMe, how, like I um, was at a computer and I was able to spend like just a couple hours sharing his GoFundMe, and it put like an extra like hundred and fifty dollars on his book or on his GoFundMe for when he gets out. Um, how do you find his? So how yeah. do you find his GoFundMe site? Um, well, I do know that um, POW four twenty has a link to his GoFundMe site. And then okay. um, I will take time also this evening, and I'll share it around again. Okay, and, um, and then I'll share it on my wall, too. Yeah, and um, if you remember Cindy from the Journey for Justice, uh, she has a car in her, at her house that her husband said he, that she could donate to Scott Walt. Um, it okay. needs a little bit of repair work. So that was a great blessing over the last couple of weeks. Um, I have a letter um, that I'm in the midst of writing to Scott, letting him know that if he needs a car, he has one. We just got to pay it some attention as far as repairs. Um, And we're just doing everything that we can. So that's the big plan. Hopefully the bus is able to meet Scott in Florence. And then um, we're going to be working really hard in Arizona and California over the first – big part of 2016, we're going to be advocating and educating about the drug war as we help the signature gatherers for AZMFR in Arizona initiative and then Jack's initiative in California. So that's the plan right now. (laughs) Yeah, we had uh, Scott Waltz advocate on our show not too long ago. So um, oh, yeah, and I just see here Mindy put a post up on Scott's wall that said he's only got 27 days left. Yay. Um, so um, that's cool. So um, in 2016, we're hoping to be able to have an effect on Congress. So we want to get all these voices together in order to change, change deschedule the plant and have um, Congress help us do that. So we feel like Congress can hear all these stories so we can make a difference. Um, so, um, yeah, I, and as I'm traveling on the bus, um, if there, I want to get together all of our clemency letters and any information that we can distribute. Um, Kristen, you've been on the bus. You know how bombarded we get when we stop places. Yeah. 
And it's all yeah. educational opportunities to share information and get things signed. And so okay. anything that I can start right now getting stocked with on the bus. We've got, we've got some good letters that Sherry Sicard put together. And we've, in fact, some of those letters have, have gotten um, a Billy Deacle free. So uh, we yeah, will try to get. Yeah, those are the letters she had at the High Times Cup. Those would be perfect. Yep, yep, yep. Sherry Sicard has those. She wrote all those. So. If you can get some on your bus and get some clipboards and get people to sign them, oh my gosh, that would help. That would be so. That would be such a national effort. Like we've had those letters signed around the whole nation, so that would be so cool. I'm so excited. Well, yeah, <laughs> um, me too. And that's um, I want to redo. Um, and it's so beautiful. Some of the current um, windows. I got Mindy um, on the back end saying that you should bring all the freed PO W's to the Seattle Hemp Fest. The what? I got Mindy on the um, back end here telling telling me to tell you that you should bring all of the freed POWs to the Seattle Hemp Fest. Oh, that is the greatest idea ever. We should totally on the do that. I am yeah. up for it. <laughs> and then you, you, you can. I was just going to say, are you going to host us at your wonderful house uh, with your beautiful mama? <laughs> <laughs> that's wonderful. Oh, that's a beautiful idea. I think I, I think that's a project we should all. Uh, I cool. I love that cool. idea. I love it. Sweet. Yeah, me too. Me too. Well, Stacy, we got Stephanie Landa on the other line, and she just raised a whole bunch of commissary money for prisoners around the Christmas time. So, because um, that's we're what gonna she get- does. I love her. Yeah. Thank you for having yeah. me on. Thank you, Stacy. Thank you. And 2016 Thanks, is going to be Stacey. good for all of us. Oh. Eugene, are you still there? Yay. Yes, hello. Okay. Okay. Are we going to have Stephanie's coming on next? Yeah, I think Stacy dropped off. Okay. So, goodbye, Stacy. We love Beautiful you, per- Stacy. Beautiful person. Yep. She has a great... She does a great thing with that bus and with her energy in the movement. Wonderful person. I hope we can uh, use her to march on Washington uh, this next year to try to change uh, the marijuana laws in Washington. For sure, for sure. Um, Next, we got Stephanie Landa coming on. She runs um, a group called Let Freedom Grow. And what she does is she hustles her butt off for our plant prisoners. And Stephanie is an ex-POW herself uh, who we just all look up to. Good morning, Stephanie. How are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? We're good. Morning, We're good. <laughs> um, thank you for our having prisoners. me on. Good. What? It's I, I said, you're, you're cutting out. Taking care of this year. Can you hear me? I said, yeah, we can hear you. I said our prisoners were taken care of this year. Thank you. Oh, by Nikki Martin. I yeah, mean, you the too. Letters that, yeah, we we collected like um, all together like $3,000 in one week. Sherry wow. um, had a sale of a whole bunch of wow. stuff and we collected $1,000 from it and then 2000 from hot chocolate. And so medicated and unmedicated. And at the LA Cannabis Cup, the end of January, the last two, the last weekend in January, 
and the first weekend in February, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, um, we're going to do hot chocolate, tea, and coffee, and letters, because Sherry's going to do it with me at the Oz booth, and they're giving us like a quarter of their booth and for the prisoners. So we're pretty excited. Aww. We know that we're going to... Well, my goal is like $10,000. I'm just sure that we're going to get that much because there's five days. And in two days, we got 2000 at the Blazers Cup, and it was the first Blazers Cup. So I know the Cannabis Cup will be a lot more, a lot more generous, and I'll know a lot more people to make them generous. Cool. So cool. Um, I have high hopes about the new year bringing more money to their commissary. I mean, hopefully they'll just be out, and like a couple of the people that we sent money to are getting out. They got clemency, which I'm really excited about because they don't have, you know, they need money when they get out too, you know, because they've been in forever. So um, I'm pretty excited that like in the last year, about five, six people that I know got out of jail are getting out of jail. So, or have gotten out of jail. Yeah, and, you know, a few of them were lifers, and, like, they were never supposed to get out. So things have to be changing if people are getting out more frequently. And we don't have to, like, send all these letters. I posted a picture today of George when he was in jail, and his spirit is the same as when he's out of jail. I mean, I don't know how to explain it, but when you look at the picture, you know this is a free man inside. And so I'm just saying that when I was in jail, it was the same way. I wasn't in jail for as long, of course. I don't know if I could have kept up that facade forever. But the people that are in jail, like they should try to do their own time and try to find the peace within themselves because the feds are not going to let them out, so they might as well do their own time. That's my what I have to say. Stephanie, did you uh, listen to George's poem today? I did. Wasn't it heart-wrenching? Yes. Everything that he says is heart-wrenching, but he is, you know, he puts it out there like it is, and not everyone is going to relate to it because they don't know. And... You know, for us, he's preaching to the choir to us. We're all like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, it's it's heavy. The whole thing is so heavy for me to even... Every day I sit here and I think, they're in jail for pot? Really? Like, how could this be? I mean, really and truly, how could it be? Like, I thought that in 1959, and I think that today. Like, nothing's ever changed for me thinking how shameful our government is behaving. You know, how horrible it is to think that we're out here free, doing whatever we please, and they're in there really suffering. I mean, it's a real suffering thing. It's not lightweight at all. It's like, whoa, Really? You're going to torture them like that? Really? It's just, it's unbelievable to me. You know, though, Stephanie, I... It's unbelievable, but changing. I I get a a direct uh, gut feeling of of things changing 
like you, I go way back in this thing. And when I was arrested in 87 and went to trial for the full year of 88, there was no one around. There was no one around. Now there are groups. There are people mm-hmm. who care, who mm-hmm. support us, support the prisoners, support the movement to change the laws. And this is so great. This is such a change. You know, that... Well, it, the government... The government fucked with the wrong people. They thought they could just fuck with us and we'd go away. <laughs> they were wrong. They were wrong, you know. I mean, they were just wrong. They should have fucked with somebody else. <laughs> well, we're going to end it. We're going to end it. We're going to kill this war this year. It's going to be over with. I, Let I've got freedom grow. Let freedom grow. That's the name of our organization. And she means it and she expresses that so well. Let freedom so grow. So my Instagram is Let Freedom Grow, but my organization is Freedom Grow because okay. somebody that we all know took Let Freedom Grow away from me. And um, so I decided that I'd still keep my Instagram, but since he won't release the uh, the websites, I changed it to Freedom Grow. So we, I don't want anybody to mistake the two of us. Yeah, and I don't yeah. want to make a mistake where you're making the two of us be together for some reason other than death. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, Keenan and I, I wanna, are on the same page here. <laughs> you guys, is, I that, is, say, that, is that a death wish? Is that a death wish? No. <laughs> for the, so guys, for the other part? Okay. No. You guys, no, I, no, I'm, on, uh, I'm on John Knox's page right now, and Beth Curtis is his sister. Beth Curtis is a big fighter for our lifers, and she's been on our show a couple I love times. She has her. Me too. She's, she's got guests at her, her home this I met her in Michigan. Morning. She was like the best person in the world. I know. I know. And she's, she's got visitors at her home today, so she was unable to come onto our show. But I want to say something about her brother, because you guys are talking about death and stuff. And her brother, okay, is serving two life sentences, I believe, plus 20 years. So I'm just wondering, how do you serve two life sentences plus 20 years? That means you have to die twice, three times, and come back to life three times. And I'm wondering how the feds expect him to do that. With pot. Pot will bring you back to life. <laughs> Sorry, I had to inject that. Good, good answer. <laughs> good answer, Stephanie. Good one. It, 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 it symbolizes the ridiculousness of the whole thing. That's what it does. Of course. It symbolizes the total stupidity. I can't speak uh, forcefully enough about that. You know, and I knew so many guys in there with those kind of sentences. The government says, we don't want you to give you any chance of ever getting out. And that's that's from the land of the free. But, you know, Steph, we were talking to, to prisoners today, or specifically to Craig, and he mentioned what, what you and I know when you're inside and holidays come, you don't even want to think of them. You know, and there's a right. solemnity in prison. You know, and everyone keeps busy doing something so they won't have to think about other things outside that are happening, you know. Right. And that's that's right. part that's of the that's part of part of the tragedy. We all do it. It's part of the tragedy. Yeah, I had a life in there. Mhm. Yeah, mm-hmm. It was 
you know, you make a life in there. You have to. Yeah. You don't. You don't have any choice. You have like your family in there. Some people are really crazy. They, you know, have their mother, their father, their whatever. You know? Yeah, you can't. You can't think about other things. You've got to keep busy. It's busy time. You do to keep right. keep from thinking about the rest of it. Absolutely. Well, okay, we so want to thank horrible. you. We have to get everyone out. We are. It'll okay. happen. It's happening. Yeah. It's happening. And we want to okay. thank you. I want to throw another pitch in for you here. This this Aww. lady listeners is doing a marvelous <laughs> job, and I personally say this: I trust her completely, and she does. Money comes in; she brings in money, and it goes out to prisoners. That's a the truth next day. Happening. That's happening. Listen, everybody, that's happening. Anyone out there with some loose coins, send it to Steph, and it'll get to prisoners. I guarantee you. Thank you. For thank sure, you, for thank sure. You. Thank you. Um, Everybody my, I, I visited Chris Williams, and he said he got 50 bucks on his books, and um, I want to thank you for that, Stephanie. It meant a lot to him in prison to, to know that you guys are thinking about him out here. Yeah, that was Sherry. She sent it from her clothes sale. Oh, cool, cool. Well, thanks, Sherry, but that yeah. meant a lot to him. Yeah, I think that even more than the money is the thought that people yeah, are thinking enough to actually yeah, dig in their yeah. pocket and send you something, and you don't know them. You can't work it off. You can't do anything. It's just like it's coming from the heart of their blunt. I mean, really. Mm-hmm. Just like five, ten dollars $10 is amazing there. You could do it yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Sure, for sure. Okay, we'll have a great, great rest of your program. I love you guys. Talk to you soon. Thank you, thank you. Love you. Happy, happy love New you. Year. Happy oh, New Year. Oh, oh, hold on. And um, Stephanie, I want to tell you, Mindy's on the back end here, and she said that um, all the prisoners that she knows of were overwhelmed with gratitude, and she said, like Robert Secord, he was completely floored. Yes, so um, that. He's, he's happy. Great, and great, 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 great. I hope they get more just after the first of the year. Yep, for sure, for sure. They will Thank you, Steph. Actually, they will. Okay, get your list ready. Get your list okay, ready I've for got, next time. I've got it. I've already got it going on. Okay, cool. Talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. I was. Thank you. I was so happy. Eugene, say, uh, Stephanie called me when I was down in Oregon with Mindy doing a radio show for one of their FM stations, and she said. I got $2,100, get a list together, and we were just so happy for our prisoners that we just, everybody just jumped up and just started helping Stephanie with a list of names, and we were just thinking how happy they were going to be to to carry money. That we, it affects us all, inside and out, so Well, so you know, Christine, you, you talk about heroes. There's a, there's a woman that's a real hero. What she's doing sure. is a real, it's it's wonderful. It's, yeah. I can't express my I know she's one of my about, heroes too. Her and Stacy are, are are my idols. Um, yeah, I love yeah. what they do. We, well, we got to get Stacy's bus ready. We got to get Stacy's bus ready for the Washington thing, which we'll talk about once the vow gets together on its thoughts on that. We'll we'll be talking to listeners, and it, it will be in the future, the near future. Okay. Sweet. All right. Well, we've got two more callers left. Um, first, we're going to go to Chuck Mulan. 
Uh, he's been waiting, um, and we also are going to go to Tom and Donna just after that. Um, so let's find out what Chuck has to say about 2015. Good morning, Chuck. How are you? Hi, girl. How are you this beautiful day? Oh, we're doing good. We're just doing a recap of 2015 of some, some positive things that happened in 2015 and some good things that we're going to try to take into 2016. I want to thank you for always going on our show and sharing um, the radio program and trying to keep in the program alive while we're while we're behind here doing the show. That means a lot to a lot to us. Thank you. I know, and I you know I try to keep a low profile most of the time because I don't you know I'm not about being popular in this movement at all. Right. Right. But I do, you know, what I do, I do behind the scenes, privately and face-to-face. And what I'd really like to do today is, interestingly enough, how I came about finding you was huh. via Stacy Tice on the Cannabuzz. Yep, so yep, I'm, yep. I'm still, I'm still chasing the Cannabuzz. I just can't catch it yet. <laughs> <laughs> Well, she takes that bus everywhere. But she's she's a very busy I woman. I've been all over back here. I tried to jump on several times, but something would always go wrong, and it would break. <laughs> <laughs> but it's back home now, all its parts and pieces, and I'm sure she's putting the puzzle back together again with her brother-in-law. So that was great news to hear today. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. you've been you've been talking about you guys want to start doing a website. Right, and you need need some funding for that, correct? Yep, we're trying to get a website. We've got, we figure it's going to cost about twenty to forty to possibly fifty dollars a month um, to get it going, but or we're not sure exactly yet. But we've got it. We've got somebody to help us build it. We just need the funds, basically. Right, I understand, and you and I have discussed it. You and I have already discussed that. You know. Yeah, in person yeah. on the phone. So anyway, um, what I have a what I think is a really good idea, and I just want to float it by you. But I'm willing to put out a hundred dollars cash in my own money. But um, oh, I do a whole lot more that nobody really knows about. Really. We're just starting to uncover the wool under my eyes. So anyway, I have, I've been thinking about this for quite a long while, of some kind of way for you gals to make money while you're doing this. And so what I have in mind is to create a cannabis calendar. So with, with all of you warrior wonder can of women that are just beautiful inside and out, to kind of reach, I mean, it, and we're gonna we're gonna send it to all the POWs free. They can just have. Oh, it. that's a good, that's a fun idea. <laughs> all of you girls are so lovely, and you can put your little perfume so they can have a little, you know, feminine companionship right in the damn joint. So anyway, so first off, I think it ought, the calendar. I'm sure Stacy will be on board with this. I haven't I've never brought it up with her before, but I've already sketched out a list of twelve of you lovely ladies 
that can be on <laughs> first ever Cannabis calendar 2016 when we drag this prohibition beast dragon spitting fire and fuming ashes right on down into the fiery pits of hell from where it came. <laughs> so, I think that's a good idea, but what 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 they I mean, I've got a lot of other ideas like you girls at all these events this summer and Stacy especially can take these calendars and just sell them like for a donation to collect even more money. And I'm going to make all the calendars. I'm going to do I'm a graphic artist. I can do it all. And I'll pay what? for the printing. I'll do all I'll pay for all the printing costs and everything. So all of you gals, Stephanie Landa, Amy Pova, all of you gals will have not to worry about the print part of getting this movement out on the ground and running this year. So well, anyway, I kind of laugh. I think it's a cute idea. We got to run it by all the other women and see what they think. Oh, but I, know. Um, me. I, I think it's nothing. That sounds that sounds like a that sounds like a fun idea. I think the prisoners would like to get a. A calendar with all of us in it. If it, if it's a nice calendar with some nice pictures of us holding some signs or something, I think that would be. I think that whatever would be a cool idea. Hey, I take exception. I take exception. There's some guys involved too. It's not just you ladies. You tell them, Eugene. You know how it is in that old hole, don't you? <laughs> I think it's a great idea. Thank you for thank you for wanting to do it and for for the support. You know, you've been yeah. talking about your story a lot, and I'm quite familiar with it. And much respect and gratitude for what you've done, you know, in your life. But back in the day, um, I'm 55, and I probably was connected with the same organization that you wore because I seen I I hauled around big old burlap bales and lots of cash money. <laughs> so we and I was down in Florida a lot. We probably saw each other but you know how that works. Nobody knows anybody else's name. So <laughs> that's right. <laughs> anyway, um what I'm doing right now also, Kristen, if Stacy is maybe still listening, is I've been wanting to get a GoPro camera, and I'm looking at a $200 one right now for her to put in the cannabis so we can oh, document. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah, that would girls cool. can take it and shoot video and pictures, and we can, all of us out here that aren't on the cannabis can really be there, you know? Sweet. And I'll, I that can sounds be, like a good I'm going to start producing some YouTube videos once I, I'm learning all that. It's a process, so it's new to me. But I, I'm a, I'm a high, I was a high school biology and chemistry teacher, so I know how to do all the graphic arts part and run all the programs, and I just, you know, a lot of things have changed. I'm an old man, and I haven't taught for I don't know how long, 40 years probably. 
cool. And cool. so anyway, I think that's another good idea. You you do have some good ideas, Chuck. I I thank you for calling on to our show and giving us those two ideas. That's beautiful. And if I don't know if Stacy's listening or not, but if she's not, I will send oh, you a message. Oh, she's probably listening. What? She doesn't have anything better to do. She's just watching her brother try to put that dinosaur back together again. Uh, <laughs> well, I will, I will send her a message and see what she thinks about that. Um, okay. We've well, got about, to... Go ahead. You, we've got about three more people on in about 20 minutes. Okay. So, okay. Um, I, I just want to thank for... Christian, before we leave Chuck go, Chuck, we want to invite you to to come in and join us in the in the vow with your ideas. Uh, oh, let's, I'm in. let's make I'm, them projects. I'm I'm in. I'm just I'm stuck back here in Missouri where I live and just haven't had a chance to jet out there and hook up with these girls and, you know, give them some cash <laughs> money. <laughs> You know what? I'm well, you, you can you can be you can be any place in the United States, and over the telephone we can still get together. Well, I'm kind of back behind the iron curtain, tucked up in here in this war, you know. But I mean, I'm sure you remember back in the days when you had plenty of cash money to spend. You call it a cash cushion in case <laughs> everything goes to hell in a handbasket in a hurry. Yeah, sure do. So, and that's the kind of money I got, not bank money. <laughs> Okay. Well, we we so give anyway, you that invitation, and we'll be in touch. Oh, I've been invited numerous times. I'm just ready to giddy up, go, and get this horse to water finally. Cool, okay. Cool. Well, thank cool. you. Thank, thank you, you Chuck. Thank you. All right. Pleasure meeting you, uh-huh. sir, at least on the radio. I look forward to doing that in person. And you too, Kristen. And if thank you have time after the show today, would you please call me? Yes, I've got family here, but this evening I okay. will be completely available. I'll be able to talk to you okay. tonight. No hurry. Okay. That's cool. fine. Thank you, girl. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank you. All right. All right, you guys. That thank was Chuck Mulan. Keep plugging those girls around, Chuck. <laughs> he says Chuck Mulan, who uh, believes no one should go to jail for a plant and wants to help uh, help our efforts in trying to end, end prohibition. And we've got two more callers now. We've got Miggy and we've got Tom Corby. So we're going to put Miggy on for a second and find out, you know, what Washington is going on this year, now, in the future. What's going on, Miggy? We've we've had hey, some... Hey, good morning. Good morning. <laughs> we've had some celebrations. Hey, we can celebrate uh, Billy Beagle and yeah. Charles Sunday. It's been an amazing, amazing year, huh? And Yes, it's amazing because um, even like Chad Latham, who is from Oregon, or is in a prison in Oregon from Spokane, who's been in prison for 15 years, is, is going to be free soon from President Obama. And some of the efforts that well, we have put together as a group has helped some of our prisoners this year. So I'm, that's I'm thankful awesome. to have you on our team, Maggie. I'm really thankful to have you as part of part of what we do and how we how we affect the world. You're amazing and <laughs> I just want to thank tell you. Thank you. No, that. I appreciate it. Um, I think it's great working with you. Like you, you guys truly do make a difference and, and really give a fuck about the the people who are behind the bars, and that's what it comes down to. Is if we can stop putting people behind the bars, then the drug war will be over, and that that's what it's all about. Well, 2015 has been amazing for um, 
our little group up here in Washington, and we couldn't do it without you, Miggy. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and let's hopefully uh, let's let's hope Lance's place uh, doesn't uh, be another notch on the on the uh, wall there because you know, we do have a still stuff pending in Washington. Josh and Debbie, they have they have their yep. case coming up on the eighth, I believe. So there's still uh, people going to jail in the legal state, which is insane. So yeah, no, it's great to to work with you guys, and even hear Eugene talk, and and, and to to know that you work with Sherry and. People who truly just are giving a fuck, and you know, if marijuana is supposed to be a billion-dollar industry, and if all that billions of dollars is a voice from someone buying weed or growing weed, and if one of those people spoke up and donated to somebody else, they they would make the world a difference, and they have, and I think that's what's helping. Sweet, sweet. Um, so, Miggy, 2015, what um, was a good year for us because some of our people are freed? What what do you what do you think is going to come out of 2016? I, I, I think attitudes are changing. You know, uh, the reason why I work with you and, and, and the people that you work with is because I don't believe, I mean, I, I think the law should change, of course, we all do, but I believe the more popular opinion, the more people know about people suffering for just uh, a medical plant that's, you know, recreational for some and medicinal for others, but all use is medicinal if it makes your day better, right? I mean, uh, right. So, yeah, I think attitudes are changing and people are going to wake up. We have to look at those uh, those states that we always, uh, you know, you, you think they're 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 knowledge they they're ignorant like the Midwest or something, but they're not. You know, we're, we're, the internet's making us all together knowledgeable and uh, you know people learning from common sense that marijuana is not the plant that they've been told through the government or through their schools or you know even from their grandparents. Right. So. You think that we're going to change public perception and help? That's going to help turn the tide. Well, it did for for uh, Jeff Mazansky, who they changed the laws in Missouri this year. Yeah, and that's a little sweet. You know where we think the war is really bad there, and they're they're changing it right there in their state, and and people are getting. They're just got free because of it. You know, so that's a great example right well, there. I mean, who, who would have thought Missouri? Right. <laughs> who would have thought? But it's happening. So yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. Um, so, Miggy, one last question. 2015, what 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 would you say um, is our biggest accomplishment in 2015? What do you think we I think our effort? Well, you know, all the parting and stuff is obviously uh, part of that. You know, people, you know, we have four states and our state's country's capital that are uh, recreational that believe that it's okay to have it for a good time. So, uh, the fact that we have people in jail for it, I think people are realizing, well, maybe, you know, justice is not what we've been taught as well. Right. Well, we're working um, with Lance. Um, he's got trial on the 7th. Hopefully that date is going to get changed because they did that because the Kettle Falls 5 a few times changed their trial date. But hopefully that will get get changed. But in the meantime, in the case, um, we got to get together and try to think of some outreach. I'm going to call the news, Tacoma News Tribune um, on Monday. Maybe we can get another article in, in Toke Signal, and um, yeah. I'm going to get another flyer out there. I'm just worried that I'm going to put that flyer out there and they're going to change the date. But um, this week, let's coordinate a few things and talk about uh, that good. keeping us out of prison. Okay, Mickey. Thank you. Right. I love you. Have, have a very beautiful love day. Love you guys, too. Thank you. Happy New Year, guys. Bye. All right. Happy Bye. New Year.
Happy New Year. All right, you guys. That was, that was Miggy420. He is the voice of the cannabis war. Um, we have a writing team on the Northwest Leaf and the Vegas Canamag where um, we write um, Voices of the Cannabis War as well as some of the members from the Human Solution. We get together and we produce an article about our prisoners and about our defendants. And Miggy's on that team. Miggy's also on a lot of other teams. He does all kinds of stuff. He gets out there. He gets letters signed for our prisoners, and he and he puts the truth out there. He also works well with our defendants in order to, you know, he's a writer for other publications as well. So Miggy's a big part in ending the war 2015-2016. So that was Miggy um, tuning in today. Next, we're going to go to Tom Corby, who I don't see on the line here. Hold on. I think Donna, 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 530. I think he's got a 530 number. Let me see. Uh, Hold on. Tom, is that you? Yes. Am I on? How are you doing? Yes, you are. Yes. All right. I want to wish everybody a happy holiday. And when we talk about 2015, we've made huge steps. And, of course, uh, always our bottom line goal and vision with the Human Solution International and Jack Harris, CCHI, 2016, is to deschedule cannabis, not reschedule to end prohibition and free all our POWs. This is our bottom line goal. Any initiatives, uh, uh, referendums, whatever, it's, it's the bottom line is we must end prohibition. <clears throat> Nobody like George Martorano should spend 31 years in jail for our sacred plant. This is why with the Human Solution International, our prisoner outreach program is so important with these letters of clemencies and pardon. I have let George Martorano's letter for request for pardon in 2014. And you can write these letters. They're, they're huge. This is the steps we've made in the last year, freeing people like like George and uh, Jeff Mazansky. Right now, you all know about Paul Free. This is such a sad case. Kind of like Michael Thompson. They're just railroading these people on a federal level. Uh, You know in a courtroom you can hardly win. As long as as cannabis is in Schedule 1, we're pretty well screwed on a federal level. This is why we must have these schedules. It shouldn't be in any schedule. These letters... Uh, clemency, uh, you can write this down. You can send them to President Obama's pardons attorney uh, at the DOJ as 1425 New York Avenue, Suite 11,000, Washington, D.C., 20530. That's the tension. Deputy Attorney James Cole and Deborah Left, when you send these letters, uh, I'll just read this real quick. George probably remembers this letter. And when you send these letters to to uh, the DOJ, also send a copy to to the prisoner in a letter. There's nothing more important when you're in prison. They'll tell you 
is mail call. That's all they really have in there. So, uh, George, this, this letter back then, uh, attention, President Obama, Deborah Lev, James Cole, attorney, it had come to our attention, very disturbing to us, that Mr. Mark Toronto has already served 31 years in prison for a victimless crime. Moreover, that he, many others, are in life for now violent crimes, which seems cruel, inhumane treatment, and a waste of time and taxpayers' money. George, having served 31 years with this perfect record, would have been released long ago if not for an antiquated draconian laws under illogical mandatory, mandatory minimum sentencing, where the sentence outweighs the crime. Please consider our plea for George Martorano clemency. Thank you. Respectfully, Tom and Donna Corby, North Carolina Solutions, Orville, oh. California. These letters oh. are clemency. Yes. And I have a letter here. I could take five minutes to read it from Paul Free. It's so sad. Uh, like how Christian, how they treated your dad when he was in prison. Uh, this is unacceptable and incomprehensible. Uh, 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 we've, been, we've been sending letters, <coughs> pardon, letters for, for Paul Free, all, I don't know, over two years now. I cannot believe that he and others like him, like George, and Michael Thompson are still in jail for this plan and these victimless crimes. Here's 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 Paul Free's letter. If I have time to read it, uh, this really sure. sends, uh, this, oh yes, this sends such a point home, and I almost get tears when I read it. Uh, here it is. I smoke weed with the Pope by Paul Free. Uh, it has been said many times that we are a nation of laws. That is so true. However, I have discovered through personal experience that those who receive a paycheck from the government think and act as if they are above the law. Nobody's above the law. The judge failed to apply the law with impunity in contravention to the law, and, these, and, the, and those in power do not care in fact, appellate courts and office of professional responsibility condone and conspire to expand such illegal behavior. And when a lawyer contacted the Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals, complained to the chief executive officer that the court had illegally detained me by my right to have my case reviewed, she was told, gee, that's tough, isn't it? When my friend wrote the Office of Professional Responsibility and asked that it investigate my claims, which were supported by affidavits, incontestable document establishing that the proper prosecutors uh, suborned perjury in order to obtain, maintain a conviction and life sentence. That office was interested. Oh, well, it seems silly now. To think one could ask the department ahead to investigate his or her own department and find out is investigation is fair. The Supreme Court instructs that the emphasis on actual innocence allows the reviewer to consider the probated force of relevance evidence that was either excluded or unavailable 
at trial. Now this happens a lot, folks. They just they just keep stuff out. They don't let it in uh, on a state level. They don't. They try to keep our 215, 420 rights out. We have to keep nailing that down that they can't take our rights away and step over doctors' rights on that level. Indeed, according to the highest court in the land, the habeas corpus must make its determination concerning petitioner's innocence in light of all the evidence including that alleged to have been illegally admitted but with due regard to any unreliability of it, evidence tenably claim to have been wrongly excluded or have become available after trial. Now, uh, yes, she has case law here, which is really important when you're working your case. Uh, Shula versus Dello, 513 U.S. 93, and these numbers here that you can uh, further in Hazel Atlas Glass, Hartford Empire, the Supreme Court recognized the rule that the courts have the inherent power to correct judgments obtained through fraud, potential reference misrepresentations. Too bad they don't do that. The Sixth Court of Appeals has followed these instructions before in Workman versus Bell. However, in my case, I submitted affidavits I had received through private investigator signed by Eve Shepard, the man who testified at my trial. Now listen to this. Well, the man who actually testified at my trial that he had smuggled pot together numerous times in 1993 wow. and 1994, Shepard now, wow. now listen, this is this is what we don't get. Shepard now admits he lied, that he never seen me before, that the drug agent had put his finger on my photo to show him to identify me, that he had to tell him to say it. The man in the green sports showed in order for him to identify me at court, he admits that he lied to Garner. Uh, favor with the prosecutors and, and receive a lower sentence for his own crime. Now, here we are, people ratting people out to save their own ass, and they get a lesser sentence. Well, I, I tell you, folks, I wouldn't want that karma. He also admitted that a man named Paul Atkinson who worked for the DA threatened to kill him and his family. Oh, my God. Wow. Didn't falsely accuse me of having done all the little things that Paul Atkinson had actually done. With liberty and justice for all? Are you kidding me? However, the Federal Sixth Court of Appeals in Cincinnati reviewed my case and failed to re review any of the evidence which now not only supplies a verified alibi, it supports and corroborates Shepard's affidavit and is established unequivocally that. I physically could not committed these crimes that I was charged with. This is contrary to the law, as mentioned above, which states that reviewing courts must consider all evidence, and it shows that these judges hold and display a contempt for democracy. My case is really not the, that rare, as this happens in a majority of cases that go to trial showing that we and our form of democracy have more fear, more to fear from within than from without. That's so sad. The new Oxford American Dictionary is termed for those who maintain a contempt for democracy, and that is fascist. Such a denial of due process of law has demanded, demanded by the U.S. Constitution and the U.S. Supreme Court requires reversal 
But if the judges refuse to honor the law, not only am I out of luck, but all Americans are in jeopardy. Remember remember the Supreme Court in Watts versus U.S. held that justice can sentence folks to charges they were acquitted by the jury. So even if you get it, folks, if you get a jury uh, acquittal, the judge can still come out and charge you on a federal level. This is really sad for our country. Judge Randall's wisely observed in Olmstead versus U.S., uh, a government of law's existence of uh, page four, government will be imperiled if it fails to observe the law's scrupulousness. Our government is the pole, the omnipresent teacher. For good or ill, it teaches the whole people of its example. Crime is contagious. If the government becomes a lawbreaker, it breeds contempt for law. It invites every man to become a law unto itself. It invites anarchy. Uh, Did I smoke weed with the pole? You bet. And a little village outside 